Oh my gosh, this trend of doctors on Instagram calling out female CrossFitters and girls with six packs is so juicy and interesting to me. Women should not fast. Women should not exercise the way men do. Women should not actually have six packs like men can. It's, it's, it's virtually impossible for them to do it and have healthy. I put a challenge out there on Instagram. Any lady that fasts and tells me they're healthy, I would love them to jump on this show and like to get blood work done first. I'd like to get blood work and Dutch test done and I'll show you it's not. If a woman has a six pack, if you're an over CrossFitter and you actually are on Instagram showing yourself in your shorty shorts and your six pack, I, I will personally pay for your labs to get done to show you that you're, uh, you may be fit, but you're not healthy. Girls with a six pack, I don't think I've ever really thought about that. The crossfitting thing, that's like a whole landmine of a topic. It's always given off things that aren't a cult, but seem culty to me. I have friends who do crossfit and stuff, but that bulked out look on women, it just isn't for me. But I guess what really matters is what you and your significant other like. I will say this, not every person I know who CrossFits cheats on their spouse, but almost every person I know who has cheated on their spouse has done CrossFit. So riddle me that. Good point. That's fucking true. Five Orange Juicy show lined up today. Finally, it's been a, a little bit of a drought. I'm Alex Clark. This is Politics, the first, the only, the original pop culture daily show from a conservative perspective, born in 2019. Thumbs up and subscribe. First story today is about Gwen Stefani. She is getting raked over the freaking coals for being white and loving Japanese culture. But I'll point out, Hollywood has never cared about this before. Gwyneth Paltrow is giving everyone FOMO, talking about how fun Hollywood was in the 90s compared to now. And then I just want to say, Jennifer Coolidge. That's it. That's the tweet. That's what we came for. Jennifer Coolidge is just the queen of everything. So we're going to talk about some of the funniest things she said at the Golden Globes. And then I'm going to end with Meghan Kelly schooling everyone on exactly why Meghan Markle and Prince Harry are the worst. Also, tonight at 9 p.m. Pacific, midnight Eastern, don't forget, we got a new episode of The Spillover coming out. It is the second episode of season four of our health and wellness month. Please go click subscribe on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Tell your friends to do the same. This week, my guest is going to be teaching us all about minimalism and how through a minimalist life, we can not only get our homes in order, but our personal relationships too. She's a very successful podcaster. Many of you may even listen to her podcast. She's also conservative. So any guesses? This is my new favorite show. Shh. Gen Z probably wasn't old enough to appreciate it, but millennials know. Gwen Stefani ran the mid-2000s. Now, she was huge, with no doubt and stuff too, but when she came out with Love Angel Music Baby in particular, it was like the world paused. We learned how to spell banana for the first time. That was before the Minions. Banana. The music video for What You Waiting For was everywhere. Rich Girl was playing in every Abercrombie. The popular girl at school owned all Gwen's little Harajuku girl perfumes and proudly displayed them on her vanity. Japanese culture was everywhere because of Gwen Stefani's album, and it was so freaking cool. And everyone wanted to be a Harajuku girl. forward to 2023. Gwen, who is white and married to Blake Shelton, who's also white and presumably conservative country singer, well, that's just the biggest crime you could commit. She isn't outspoken about the leftist agenda, at least 
as far as I'm aware. I, I don't really remember Gwen Stefani ever saying anything like crazy progressive recently. Um, and you know, she also happens to have an entire album in her discography. I always say this word wrong. Did I say it right? I said it right. She has this entire album in her discography about Japanese culture. Ooh! Allure magazine decided, well, we need to confront Gwen and see if she will repent of her sins. So Allure sends this Filipina-American writer of theirs to interview Gwen Stefani and pointedly ask her, do you feel like you appropriated Japanese culture in the early 2000s? And the interviewer wanted to know specifically if she learned anything. Leftist translation, will you be atoning for your social justice sins and begging for forgiveness? But Gwen gave quite the opposite answer. She talked about how when she was a kid, her dad would have regular business trips in Japan, coming back and forth from America to Japan, that he would tell her all these stories about the culture that fascinated her, and she described herself as a super fan of the culture. Here's a direct quote. If people are going to criticize me for being a fan of something beautiful and sharing that, then and I just think that doesn't feel right. I think it was a beautiful time of creativity, a time of the ping pong match between Harajuku culture and American culture. If we didn't buy and sell and trade our cultures in, we wouldn't have so much beauty, you know? And this is the part of the interview that has the left going wild. She said that after the first time she visited Japan, she was like, my God, I'm Japanese and I didn't know it. Now, you and I understand what she means by this. This isn't like a Rachel Dolezal moment for Gwen. She's simply expressing in a tongue-in-cheek way that she just loves the culture so much. Like, oh my gosh, I belong here. I'm Japanese. Well, the Allure interviewer was so offended by this. She had to go like get therapy after the interview. She seeks out all these Asian professionals and therapists to write up a whole article about how that quote deeply disturbed her. According to Allure, Gwen Stefani's team reached out the day after the interviewer. They were like, hey, your writer misunderstood what Gwen was trying to say, but they also did not respond to a request for a follow-up interview or offer on-the-record clarification of the comments. And so Allure's trying to use that as some kind of gotcha, like, well, they wouldn't do another interview to clarify them. And it's like, why would they? She said what she said. It isn't that deep. She has a love and appreciation for the country and the culture. Boom, bada-bing. Gwen Stefani has never literally pretended to be Japanese, but you know who has literally pretended to be an entirely different culture with a fake name and fake accent and fake life stories? Hilaria Baldwin and even Alexis Bledel. But I don't recall Lore ever doing a deep dive into Hilaria Baldwin's completely fake life, pretending to be a culture she's not, or Alexis Bledel, who says she's Latina, but has an American mom who just lived in Mexico City growing up and a Danish father. Here's an article that says, Alexis Bledel was born in Houston, Texas to Nanette and Martine Bledel, the latter being Argentine and of German and Danish descent. As for her mother, Nanette, she moved to Mexico City from Phoenix, Arizona when she was two years old, lived there for years before meeting Martine in Houston and eventually raising a family there. But Alexis straight up tells people, oh, I'm Latina, Spanish is my first language. But guess who's very outspoken about the left's political agenda? Hilaria, or should I say Hillary from Boston and Alexis from Houston. Tu nombre es muy bonito. Hablas español. Um, no lo hablo bien <laughs> y no lo hablo mucho. Lo hablas muy bien. 
Gwyneth Paltrow is giving everyone major FOMO of Hollywood in the 90s before phones and social media on The Late Late Show with James Corden. She said, it was great. I mean, talk about doing cocaine and not getting caught. Like, you could just be at a bar and be having fun, dance on tables. There were no camera phones, especially in New York. She said, there was no paparazzi. You could stumble out of a bar with a rando and go home with them and no one would be there waiting to take your picture. Were people doing coke in your bathroom? Oh, come on. Okay, now I'm not saying that the doing cocaine and hooking up with random strangers is what is to be missed from the 90s, but the bigger picture of what she's saying, which is living life, not worrying about being recorded or snitched on or having to document every single thing for likes. You just lived. You made mistakes. You learned from them without an audience. And to me, that gives me FOMO. Cocaine is a hell of a drug. <laughs> Jennifer Coolidge is the moment. There are two It Girls of Hollywood right now. One of them is Jenna Ortega, who's 20, and one of them is Jennifer Coolidge, who's 61. And I freaking love that for her. She won Best Supporting Actress in a limited series at the Golden Globes for her role in White Lotus, and her speech had her director, Mike White, in tears and even gained her a standing ovation. She talked about how she's been an actress for so long, I mean, decades, but it wasn't until White Lotus so far into her career that people are finally taking her seriously as a talent for the first time and it was just awesome i'm so happy for her i just want you all to know that i had such big dreams and expectations as a younger person but what happened was they you know they get sort of fizzled by life or whatever and and you know i thought i was going to be queen of monaco even though someone else did it but i you know i had these giant ideas you know and then you get older and you're oh, it's just gonna happen and i just want to say um Mike White, you have given me hope for, just you've given me a new beginning, even if this is the end, because you did kill me off, but it doesn't matter, because even if this is the end, you sort of changed my life in a million different ways, and my neighbors are speaking to me, things like that. And, and, well, I mean it, none of those people, I was never invited to one party on my hill, and now everyone's inviting me. She also just absolutely never misses on her red carpet interviews. Ever. What's the ultimate dream role for you now? What would be if you anything you could could happen? What would it be? I've always wanted to play a dolphin. A dolphin. Like a you like mean like a animated like a half, feature? No, like, like, like a flipper. Yeah. I get asked a lot. Why, Alex, do you hate Meghan Markle? What is so bad about her? And I feel like I've explained it so many times, but recently Meghan Kelly addressed it on her show, and I had to share this clip with you because if you have not seen it, it is so perfectly said, and she just annihilates Meghan and Harry in a way that I'm not sure anyone has ever done. Okay, so he needs somebody to give him specifics on what they did wrong. Or right, here's just a couple off the top of my head, all right? Your wife's a bully. Her former press communications person who worked for both you and your brother, Jason Knopf, is on the record about the bullying she committed against people who were younger than she was, or who are less powerful than she was within the palace, who she made cry all the time. One of the other people that she apparently made cry was Princess Kate. She told Oprah that Kate made her cry, but now we know from your own book, Harry, that it was Meghan calling Kate a baby brain. It's your baby brain after she gave birth to her third child. That has a tendency to make people not like you when you have the nerve to comment on their hormones after they just had a baby when you barely know them. Number two, she's a brat. We know from Dan Wooten's reporting that she was upset about her tiara. She wanted the one and she couldn't get it. And Harry said what Megan wants, Megan gets, and the queen had to reprimand him. That's the kind of story that makes people dislike you. Your wife abandoned her entire family. She cut ties with virtually everybody whose shoulders she had stood on on her way up the fame scale uh, just as soon as she met you. Well. That seems a little rude too. 
kind of disloyal. Your fights with the press. Forget the lawsuits, though. It's your whiny statements about the nasty press. You don't think George Clooney's had negative things written about him? Tom Cruise had negative things written about him? He doesn't use his speeches or his media appearances to whine about the mean media. They say the things that aren't true. We're sick of it. Shut up about your negative press coverage. When I say five orange juicy, I mean Five Orange Juicy, not only for politics, but my podcast, The Spillover, as well. You can watch the new episode tonight on this YouTube channel, or you can listen anywhere you get your podcasts. Subscribe to The Spillover. Thumbs up this episode. And guess in the comments who you think will be uh, the guest this week, you know, the minimalist expert. What you thought of Jennifer Coolidge at the Golden Globes, your thoughts on Gwen Stefani saying, my God, I'm Japanese. And if you had to choose to be famous, what decade would you have wanted to be a Hollywood star in? I'm saying 90s for sure. And by the way, we're having a CrossFit debate in the comments. Do you think it's like a weird cultural thing or am I just being a little too harsh? Remember, no episodes on Fridays and also Fridays, producer Valentina's birthday. So make sure you wish her a happy birthday on her Instagram. Tell her how much you appreciate her. You guys have no idea how much work Val puts into this show behind the scenes. I mean, it literally would not be a show without Val because I am... Um, a loose cannon, always late, very unorganized. She keeps me sane. We're back Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific, skipping Tuesday next week because of Martin Luther King Day. So you will get an episode Monday, and then we'll be back on Wednesday. Go binge the spillover. It's pop culture without the propaganda every single day. I'm Alex Clark, and this is Politics. Hopefully you found the conservatee scalding today. Don't forget if you want to get the full Poplitics experience to follow us on Instagram at Poplitics where you can see all the fun clips. You can find me on Instagram too at Real Alex Clark. Love you, mean it. Bye.